Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Now, let's welcome today's guest, Cloris Kiley. How are you, Cloris? Doing great, Dan. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm delighted that you are here. You're going to talk about a wonderful topic that everyone wants to know more about, which is how to sell more books with podcasts. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am uh, very passionate about collaborating with influencers, those who reach your ideal audience, because that is uh, something that that I've found as after going through a period of burnout. I remember waking up one day almost ready to quit my business, and uh, I decided not to because I had that passion, right? Like you're listening, you have a passion. That's why you wrote your book. That's why you want to get your message out. And I had a book out. I said, no, I, I cannot let this die. And I kept looking and looking for a solution. And that's when I eventually came across that being featured by influencers, collaborating with influencers uh, to really get your message uh, out in a much grander way. Uh, so that's what I'm all about. And that's what I'm always talking about because I know how powerful it is. Fantastic. Thank you. Now, I know you're doing a new course and you've done some research on this. I'm very interested in finding out what you've uh, discovered. Uh, But a lot of authors are using podcasts to promote their books, but they're not getting any results. I think that's what your survey showed. What advice would you have for authors so they can turn podcasts into a book selling machine instead of a dead end? Yeah, exactly. Podcast interviews should be a way for you to sell your books. It should be a way for you to grow your audience as well. Uh, So you have to be prepared, first of all, uh, not just with your book, go buy my book on Amazon, but with a a powerful lead magnet. Uh, So depending on what the genre of your book is, uh, your lead magnet uh, should not be just the first chapter of your book or, or the first two chapters of your book. It should be uh, something in addition to that. Uh, so it could be maybe additional training that you provide uh, alongside your book. It could be a checklist that summarizes the content of your book. Uh, whatever it is, you have to be prepared with that call to action. Uh, so that way, you yes, you bring awareness to what you are and, and uh, who you are and your books, but also you grow your audience. Because even if people don't buy your book right away, even if they don't end up working with you right away, you want to have them uh, on your uh, on your list and be part of your community so that you can follow up with them. And that's why this is so important. Now, it's not as easy as just having any lead magnet, though. It has to be a lead magnet that is perfectly aligned with the topic of your uh, interview and also with the topic of your book, right? Because you want to promote both. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. You know, I have a lead magnet too. And frankly, I don't think it's working very well. And I know you're not seeing it. So you can't say, oh, Dan, you're making this classic mistake, or you should do this or do that. But in general, what would you advise authors to do uh, on their lead magnets to actually invite some follow up work? Well, follow up activity, rather that leads to work. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, the lead magnets, some of that I've seen that works really well. And then this depends on the kind of business you have. But let's say that you work with clients one-on-one. So you might be a consultant or or a coach. Uh, Something that works well is to offer an assessment uh, because people will self-rate where they're at, right? They will become aware of their gaps because you should give people results after they go through the assessment, not just say, oh, nice work now, reach out to me. But if people get an aha moment, uh, you know, something of value after they go through the assessment and you say, well, now if you want to learn exactly how this works, how this applies to your business, to your life, uh, then get in touch with me, uh, then you will have much, a much better response. Uh, so a lead magnet that is kind of like the first step before meeting with you is ideal. Uh, otherwise, you could offer a lead magnet that maybe is a precursor to a webinar where you offer a consultation session. So that's something else you could do. Or if you have a course, then a webinar that leads to a course. Excellent. I love that idea of the assessment. It really helps to qualify the prospect as well. And I love what you said about the idea that they realize what they are missing and what they're lacking. So that sets up a very good idea for that they get to know what they they realize what they need and what they want, which puts you as a consultant in a perfect position to let them know if this is a good fit and then show how you can take the next step. So that's cool. Um, Let's talk about the interview itself. Are there certain things you should say and certain things you should not say during a podcast to either entice people or to turn people off? I realize that probably two questions when you take them separately, what should you do? What should you not do? (laughs) Well, what you should always do is is to go into that interview wanting to deliver as much value as possible. I remember talking to uh, she was a coach and she said, I don't really want to share my system. That's my proprietary uh, information. And then she was holding back uh, instead of just sharing as much as you can so you can uh, really be seen as an expert to show what you know. Uh, and to gain, gain that trust from the audience. So be prepared to share as much as possible. If you can explain what you're saying through examples and case studies, mention clients, customers that you have worked with, even better. Uh, not, not just you know, share information, but you know, talk about your own experiences in your own business. And that really uh, helps the person see that you can deliver value to them, right? Uh, So those those are very important. Always go with the idea to deliver value and always choose a topic that is perfectly aligned with your lead magnet. So for example, every time I go uh, on a show, I I usually talk about uh, how to collaborate with influencers, how to uh, do business with them as joint venture partners, referral partners, how it's possible for you to connect with top influencers even. Uh, but then people don't know how to first gain that the attention of an influencer, how to be seen, right? So my lead magnet is a, a series of ideas to get noticed by influencers, to start that relationship. So it's a number one, it's a first step to take. So I say, well, you know, I've talked about all of this. I know it's difficult to gain the attention of influencers, but this is the first step. And here you go, here are 15 ideas. So that lead magnet 
has been very success, successful for me. I've had it for over two years and I, I don't want to change it just because it's working so well. So think about what would that be for you? What is the topic that you talk about in relationship to your assessment, to the checklist that you offer? So it all starts with that lead magnet, that idea. And then from the lead magnet, you come up with the ideal topics. Great. So let's take that question in reverse. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they go on podcasts, especially authors? The mistakes, uh, I see a lot of authors say in my book, you know, when you read my book and they don't really mention the name of the book. So every time you say you, the book, say the name of your book in my book, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. So, because people don't know you, it's the first time they're hearing about you. Uh, some of them will not listen to the entire interview. So you might as well, you know, take advantage of every second that you, you have their attention to mention your book. Uh, and then of course you have to have a clear call to action for the audience saying, Oh, just check out my website to learn more about me. It's not enough. Uh, you have to just send people to that page with a lead magnet. Uh, that's where you want uh, people to go. Uh, and that will really in- multiply your results. Uh, people who just check out your website will be the minority. So you want to have something tangible to offer to the audience. Uh, and something also I see often is um, authors that either speak too much for too long without letting the host talk as well or they have very short answers. So you have to find that balance right in the middle where you give valuable sound bites, you give examples, your case studies, but then you also have a conversation. So don't just go there and give a spiel of 10 minutes. Uh, you know, every time that somebody asks you a question, uh, just give the valuable information, wait for the host's uh, reaction and then elaborate and so forth. It is a conversation. That's so true. I'm on so many podcasts and I listen to so many podcasts and they really sound like they're canned interviews as opposed to taking conversations and seeing where they can go and exploring in different areas, which is so much fun. I know you recently did a poll by email. I participated. I thought it was a great way to figure out how to create a course. Let's find out what the questions that people have. I'm wondering, I know all these questions were all about how can authors and consultants and speakers and coaches get more value from doing podcasts. I'm wondering what other results uh, people mentioned about the problems they have with their podcasts. But I would say the number two, because the first uh, challenge was not getting an ROI from podcast interviews, right? Uh, The second most popular was not having enough time to do it um, because, you know, we're all busy. So you say, okay, well, it's going to take me so much time to get a yes from the podcaster. Then I have to be on the interview and then I have to promote it. Like this is going to take forever. Uh, So they don't do it, right? So uh, the time issue is real. Uh, So what you have to do is number one, create a system so that you outsource selected portions of the process to get on podcasts. Uh, So for example, the research process should not be your job, right? You should outsource that. And based on the criteria that I I teach people, it's actually part of the bonuses in my, um, my bonus package for my book, Beyond Influencer Marketing. I do have a list of criteria that you can give to a VA to then create a spreadsheet for you with podcasts that could be a perfect fit. Uh, So then you don't have to do that research. All you have to do is find a hook for the shows, which I believe should be your 
job because it's your values is what resonates with you. And then uh, you, the pitching process, you can have an assistant send those emails and it's just you the, the part that you should be um, uh, involved in is anything that requires that, that thing that connects you with the host, what you have in common, uh, the values that you share, uh, what's, what resonates with, with you when it comes to you know, listening to their show or, or reading their content. That's where you should be involved. And of course, going and, and, and giving the interview. Uh, but all of the other pieces should be outsourced. Great ideas. I'm wondering, do you have any tips for how a podcast guest can create instant rapport with the audience? I think the easiest way to get rapport is to say or or express their biggest challenge the way they would say it. Uh, You know, if you have neck pain and somebody tells you, uh, I know how you feel, you feel like you, you can't turn your head because you are in severe pain and you can't sleep at night. And, and you like, yes, that's me. You, you listen, right? So same thing if you are on a show, talk about those challenges uh, so that they feel that you understand them. And uh, they say people buy from you not because of your sales skills, because they feel understood. They feel that you get them. So that's what you got to do when you're a podcast guest. Fantastic. Those are tremendous ideas. Tell us, Clarice, who is your ideal client? And how can they find more information about you? Thank you, Dan. My ideal client is a coach, consultant, or course creator who is building a business center on their expertise. And uh, they're ready to let go of, of that confusion when it comes to marketing their services. And instead, they want the, they want the system, right? So they can get uh, be seen by those ideal audiences and, and connect with ideal clients. Uh, and uh, to connect with me, Actually, I would like to show you that lead magnet that I mentioned. At least you see the contents of it. And I think it will be helpful, too, for you to connect with influencers. And that's at cloreskiley.com slash influencer. Fantastic. Thank you for being with us today, Cloris. Well, thank you, Dan. It's awesome. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.